are now listening to the Holistic Healing Arts Podcast with Sydney Locke. It's that time of week again, and welcome back to the Holistic Healing Arts Podcast. And we have Dr. Ankar Singh again with us. Hello, Dr. Singh. Hello, Sydney. Uh, good to connect with you again, for sure. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about stress today, which is quite relevant. I feel like everyone kind of has a little bit of stress in their lives, especially nowadays with the current health climate. Um, so what, what do you have to say about stress? Can you define it for us? Sure. Uh, there's obviously going to be many ways to define stress, but what I would first say is that stress uh, is a normal reaction. Okay, that's the first thing. It's nothing abnormal. It is a normal reaction, so if we were to simplify it to any demands that are imposed on us, whether they're physical demands, mental, emotional demands. So that would be kind of a very simple way of uh, defining that. Okay, and do you deal with a lot of stress within your practice? A lot of people coming in with um, asking for stress management. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just reflecting on uh, uh, what you were asking. That that for sure, Sydney. Like you know, when you read in textbooks and uh, articles, sorry, that is like they'll say that 75 to 80 percent of all visits to doctors have an underlying stress component. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to read about that in journals and the studies and the statistics, but I have to say um, for sure, like in my practice, I would say the majority of people I see whether they come in with concerns of stress anxiety or they come in with other concerns eventually we get down to business and we we start to uncover that definitely underlying issues are stress related what are some of the um i know you said stress can obviously take form in many ways um so let's go with physical stress how how does that how does the stress physically um adhere the body how does that affect you for sure and maybe before I respond to that, let me sort of categorize or define short-term stresses okay. and chronic stress. Because mm-hmm. really this discussion is about the effects of chronic stress on uh, any given individual, mm-hmm. right? Short-term stresses, for example, uh, which by the way, stress can be good or bad, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and your body does the same uh, response each time. It releases adrenaline, cortisol. Short-term stress is like, I'm going to prepare for writing an exam, prepare for an interview. Um, I got a deadline at work to uh, accomplish or meet. Short-term stresses were adapted to be able to deal with those, right? It's the day in, day out when you're not effectively managing the stresses in your life, um, effective coping um, uh, mechanisms. What that's going to do then, it's going to start to create the wear and tear. So physically... You know, the good old, we can all relate to the muscle tension, right? Mm -hmm. Chronic neck, upper trapezius muscles, upper shoulders, muscle tension. Um, Some people, uh, stress can trigger actually inflammation in the body as well. Chronic stress, that is. So joints, muscle aches all over. So physically, um, these are some of the things along with just energy, like low energy and fatigue Mm -hmm. um, can also be some of those physical signs that we might see. Okay, interesting. And then that is, how does that kind of tie into your practice um, and how you help people manage that physical stress? Um, so definitely it's a comprehensive uh, you know, type of treatment plan because whenever someone comes in to see us for chronic stress, if I were to categorize you know, the, the different approaches we're going to use, 
So number one, obviously dietary factors are going to play a role. Mm -hmm. So we know with chronic stress, it's not going to help you if your diet is full of, you know, processed foods, additives, preservatives, white flour products, sugar products. This actually imposes more stress on your body physiologically really? speaking. Yes. Because the thing with stress is you want to ensure that your blood sugar is staying stable throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, and I know all the listeners, we, we kind of innately know what are the healthy things that we need to be doing when mm -hmm. it comes to diet, but let's just put them out there anyways. So, you know, you want to be restricting those items that I just mentioned. Adequate hydration, right? Mm -hmm. um, making sure you're doing a liter and a half to two liters a day of uh, water daily. Now, I don't know who sat around a round table and decided that everyone should be doing eight to 10 glasses of water a day, <laughs> but I will say that it is important that you are aiming for that much because hydration, it's basic. You need to be doing that. Mm -hmm. um, herbal teas are all actually very good in terms of getting some of that hydration into you. Healthy protein throughout the day. So your major meals, your snacks, try to get some healthy protein mm -hmm. in there. Um, again, quick examples, if you do consume animal products, so eggs, chicken, um, then you're getting to nuts and seeds, uh, beans, lentils, uh, legumes, these are all some examples. Healthy fats um, throughout the day as well, nuts and seeds again, avocado, some olive oil onto your vegetables, and healthy carbs. Mm -hmm. This is where you, you need to really focus in on is I think where most of us are aware of what are those um, bad carbs, mm -hmm. but the healthy carbs like oatmeal, which is very much conducive to blood sugar stabilizing. Um, so what I'm getting at is that diet is going to play a role when it comes to uh, physiologically how our body is going to deal with stress. When your blood sugar is going up and down, mm -hmm. that is not going to help your situation in managing stress. Then you come to nutritional components. Uh, you mentioned about physical aspects and how do we mm -hmm. help with physical stress. Well, magnesium and calcium are wonderful minerals. Uh, magnesium, as you would know, is excellent as an antispasmodic, mm -hmm. muscle tension. Um, so you definitely, that might be a consideration you want to look at. Omega-3s, right? Healthy, uh, healthy okay. fats. Um, they are also conducive to helping us physically from an inflammatory. So... Again, you can start to see this becomes a comprehensive approach because I want to address the physical, but mm -hmm. I also want to address the mental, emotional, because all of that is one, right? You can't separate one from the other. Yeah, because I know for me, like if I, I suffer from anxiety sometimes. So when I'm anxious, my stomach aches. And, yeah. it, and I know it, it probably sounds so silly, but like it feels like I have like a, a hole burning in my stomach and I, I don't know why and I, I guess it's kind of like that whole like you talk about kind of peaks all of your your cortisol levels and all that kind of stuff yeah and Sydney that isn't silly because they, <laughs> they call the digestive tract your second brain yeah right so 75% of our serotonin receptors are actually in the intestinal lining really yes and serotonin is your good feel happy mm -hmm. uh, neurotransmitter right so you made an interesting point. And interestingly, I like to define anxiety as excess energy. Mm -hmm. It's your body, just as some stimulatory excess energy. So if we can find ways to channel that, right? Um, but you're absolutely right. And some of us will feel it in our gut when mm -hmm. we feel the, um, and, and the good old classic irritable bowel syndrome mm -hmm. has a very much um, 
uh, a big contributing factor to that is underlying, and I'm going to say chronic stress. Yeah. Again, we're talking about long-term stress and the effects that it has on uh, an individual, right? And how, okay, so what are some things, aside from diet and all that, what are some things that you recommend implementing into your daily routine um, to help manage stress levels? Fantastic question. You always ask great questions. <laughs> um, so at the end of the day, what I would think and hope that all of us are doing as naturopathic doctors is inspiring individuals who come to see us, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, it has to begin with you as an individual. Like, I, I have to walk the talk, mm-hmm. right? So hopefully, I'm also working on those things day to day. But here's what I generally say to everyone. Our job or our role, hopefully, is to inspire you to take charge. That's the number mm-hmm. one thing, right? So I always talk about there's going to be things that we don't have control over, right? Those are not in our you know, ability to control. They're variables that are out of our control, uncertainties. Like but, this pandemic. <laughs> like this pandemic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the perspective that we want to try to inspire is what can you take charge of? Mm-hmm. Well, I can take control of my attitude, mm-hmm. my thinking, my behavior, my actions. I can maybe get up in the morning and take charge of the first thought that I'm going to put out there is maybe of gratitude, mm-hmm. right? So that gratitude throughout the day, how do you start your day, right? I know that might sound silly, but it's interesting that that first thought or the first five minutes of getting up, that could predict sort of the rest of the day and how the day unfolds. I'm a fan that the quality of our thoughts can predict the quality of our day, the quality of that week, the quality of the month, the quality of the year, right? So it's always working on healthy mindset, healthy thinking. So things like journaling are also gonna Mm -hmm. be important, right? Whether it's a gratitude journal, whether it's just sitting down twice a week, every day, taking a few minutes, just jotting down how you felt that day. Believe it or not, it can be a very powerful tool to channel some of that stress out onto paper. It may not solve all of your you know, issues, problems, or dilemmas that you're facing, but definitely it's gonna give you an opportunity to channel. Um, the next thing is movement. Um, if you're comfortable, whatever is comfortable for you, you have to do some type of movement or exercise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We all know that exercise is going to boost uh, your endorphin response. They're your natural anti-inflammatory. So if you can't do four times a week, start one time a week, mm-hmm. twice a week, but get moving, right? The other thing I encourage um, is deep breathing. Okay. Um, how many of us actually take time to do deep breathing? I have to constantly, it's like a thought, I have to think about what I, how I'm breathing all the time. Yeah, and I wonder why that is, right? And you're not the first person to say yeah. that. When in fact that is the foundation of life. It is. And, <laughs> Sometimes so, I find myself, I'm like, you just stop breathing for a minute like take a deep breath like i just sit there and it's like i hold my breath for no reason at all yeah and (laughs) you just hit on something very important um you hit on two things that that is something we all are definitely can relate to Mm -hmm. but then the the powerful moment is when you become aware of that wait a second i'm not even taking deep breaths so it's reminding yourself that look i i should start engaging in setting time maybe to actually I say, can you take two or three minutes twice a day, mm-hmm. you know, and where you sit down, you engage in deep breathing, right? Mm-hmm. What that does is it encourages the parasympathetic nervous system response, which is about relaxation, which mm-hmm. is about helping kind of tone down that cortisol response, right? So um, 
Diet obviously is going to play a big role here. Um, journaling, exercise, deep breathing, taking accountability of yourself, taking ownership. Yes, there's things we can't take control over. Then look at the things you mm -hmm. can take charge of and reflect on what's the quality of your thoughts minute to minute, hour to hour, day by day, right? And that's something very important to reflect on. I find uh, this is also fascinating to me because I can relate so well. But I find going back to that like unnecessary stress in your life, you don't even, it's just kind of, it's like breathing. You don't even really realize that it would be a stress in your life. And for me, it's all of this technology, all of this social media that we're constantly surrounded around. And it's quite ironic for me to say because I'm, that's my job. But I try in the morning to, to limit my social media. The first thing I do is like normally I would grab for my phone and like scroll through, see what I missed in what the eight hours I was sleeping. Not probably a lot. And then same thing at night. Like I try to, as soon as my lights are off, everything's put away and that's that. And then that's kind of like my time to relax, kind of regroup and actually let myself try to calm down and sort through my thoughts for the night and fall asleep. So I think like that's one big thing that we don't even really take into consideration because it's kind of second nature. Just grab for your phone and scroll through this and aimlessly look at stuff that doesn't even really matter. And that's wonderful how you put that because those are the reflexes that we need to work on and break, mm -hmm. right? Number one, technology is not a bad thing. We use it to, for, for uh, a lot of positive things and, and we learn and we're using it as an amazing tool. But you, you mentioned something very um, powerful and interesting and something I tell my patients is, look, can you commit to one hour to two hours before you go to bed, can mm -hmm. you start going off your devices, right? Which by the way is much more conducive to more uh, higher quality sleep mm -hmm. and restful sleep, right? So the fact that you're telling yourself, Sydney, that I'm not going to reach for that phone uh, or my device, I'm going to try to break that reflex mm -hmm. so that, hey, I can just wake up and maybe enjoy the morning and then yeah. feel the moment, mm -hmm. right? And be in the moment because stress management, a lot of it is being in the moment mm -hmm. uh, where you're not getting caught into the past or the future, which by the way, we have no control over. Exactly. We can take action and take control of the present. And the example that you gave, you're doing that. So that's great. It's, it's I think that's a good example of what we all should be trying to do with even just our, our devices and mm -hmm. taking time off, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. I love this stuff. This is so interesting to me, like I said. Um, so you seem like quite passionate about stress management. <laughs> you, you and, yeah, you said a little bit. Just a little bit. So is this something that, um, because I know, I don't know about the listeners, but when you, when you think about like naturopathic medicine and doctors, you don't necessarily think about, um, you always think med or physical help that you're giving us, um, you're listening to your body, you're giving us supplements, that kind of thing to fi fix your physical health. You never really think about like the emotional well-being um, and like the counseling and, and it's, it's almost like conversations with your naturopathic doctor can be almost like therapeutic. You never really take that into consideration. So it's lovely to see that, um, that you're so passionate about this and this is also something that's, that's incorporated into this practice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, the fundamental philosophy of naturopathic medicine is to try to get to the underlying root cause or causes of why certain things are being presented, right? Now, per, on a personal level, yes, I'm, I'm like so passionate about this area because 
Sydney, I love just connecting with people. Mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, create a safe space where the individual feels safe, that we can have, talk about anything that may be either consciously or subconsciously um, impacting on them, right? Mm-hmm. They may have um, stresses or I can use the word traumas in the past that are deep down in their subconscious and they haven't been able to be uh, addressed effectively. Um, and if there's a safe environment where they feel they can talk these things out, they can get it out there. Most of the time, Sydney, when someone is able to express that, they themselves will find their own answers, mm-hmm. right? It's just setting that tone. So for sure, I'm very passionate about this area because I think if you can get down to that level, in my opinion, that's where true healing is, is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I think it's so wonderful that... Um... I mean, there's this there's this type of outlet because I think um, this is just me spitballing here, but the idea of going to therapy is like kind of it's becoming a bit more less taboo rather than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but to me, this almost seems like like a, a healthy like therapy kind of session where you can go and you can just kind of openly discuss everything that you're going through, and then hopefully figure out what the root cause is, like you said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said it used to be a taboo thing, <laughs> which it, it should not have even been in the past because I, I'm a firm believer. We all as individuals should have someone that we can go to mm-hmm. in a professional setting mm-hmm. to be able to you know get things off our chest, talk things out. Maybe there's things we haven't gotten over. Obviously in certain situations, uh, if I can speak about my practice, if I feel it's beyond my scope, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to refer it to the right people. So, so we have those kind of uh, set in motion as well. Um, my belief is your partner shouldn't be your counselor, mm-hmm. your wife or husband or whoever. You, we all need that kind of unbiased, objective person where we feel totally comfortable and open. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you just made me think of an article I read actually in the New York Times, which um, is going to be on the Facebook page if anyone's interested in uh, reading through it. And it was all about this term um, that they've coined called languishing. And it's about like the current climate of like how everything's going with COVID and everything like that and how people, you don't feel depressed, but you don't feel fantastic. And it's it's kind of like this in-between of Mm -hmm. Um, stagnation Mm -hmm. and it was just so interesting because it is like it is somewhat of a stress as well because you can't figure out why you're feeling this way because you say I'm not feeling so terrible that I feel like I need to say go on medication or seek counsel but I'm also not feeling my 100% self because of your environment I just thought it was such an interesting read that they finally like again they're getting rid of this taboo of like okay let's talk about how we're feeling and and, and what we're all going through because I feel like a good majority of people are feeling the same way. Yeah, and that's interesting that you, uh, um, you know, put that out there uh, from the New York Times is some, some patients also I find are coming in describing it almost like a funk, mm-hmm. uh, almost like they're stuck, yeah. right? And so how do you unstuck yourself? You know, what, what are the things? And, and then I go back to what I was saying earlier, Sydney, is just start with one thing mm-hmm. that you can take control over because what that's going to do is it might start to create a bit of a shift, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a funk and you've been stuck in that state for a bit, as you said, between the depressed and, and, and the happy state, um, maybe today and tomorrow I'm going to start drinking more water. I'm going to mm-hmm. take control there. Maybe I'm going to have um, three servings of veggies, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds very basic, but you start in one end. You know, that might lead to, okay, I want to go outside and have a walk now, mm-hmm. right? So 
yes, you got to take charge. You got to do something that's going to create a shift, right? Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. I think it is relevant, especially these past 13, 14 months. Many of us are feeling that. We're feeling the, the that funk, that kind of where you just you're not totally depressed, but you're not happy either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and if you had um, patients come in trying to describe that to you, and then like, what have you recommended to them of helping? So it, it's similar to what we've been uh, speaking about right now. It's it's and it's definitely individual to individual. Um, in in the respect that working with each individual is, is going to be a, a key factor as well, right? So for some of them, you, you can't really just give the whole sort of treatment plan and say, okay, work on your diet, get exercising, do your deep breathing, get journaling. Um, for some individuals, that's what they need, right? For others, you work with where are they? Well, right now I can only sort of work on my diet. Okay, so we work there. Mm -hmm. So what I'm basically saying to you is, how do we inspire someone to you know move beyond that well we, we it's case to case but we start with something that they can take ownership of and take control of so is it diet is it nutritional supplements is it coming in for acupuncture sessions mm -hmm. is it that i want you to bring your journal back to me after two or three weeks so i can see what you've been writing down if you're comfortable um so it, it will vary but there has to be something that's going to ignite some movement yeah. or shift so you have to want to be better, basically. You want to you have to want it for it to work, really. Yes, and hoping that as you sit down with, for example, a, a naturopathic doctor, that by the end of that visit, mm -hmm. uh, or or several visits, you are able to come to the point where okay, I want to do this. I'm feeling motivated. I, I want to create this shift in my life. And I want to say humbly speaking that most individuals will feel that they've okay. I got that kick in the butt, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get going now. Well, I I don't know about you guys, but I feel very motivated now. <laughs> I'm gonna go right on. drink some more water and you know write right my journal a little bit. I think. Right on, awesome. It has been wonderful having you on yet again, Doctor Singh. Thank you so much for sharing all that awesome knowledge, and uh, we'll hope to have you on again soon. Sounds good. Thank you again, Sydney. <laughs>